Ian. Dave. Serrated. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Everybody, we have a wonderful guest on the show this evening. Eric, a.k.a. Serrated Mobius, uh, has joined us in our virtual blanket fort this evening. Uh, say hello to the folks, please. Hello, everybody. It's nice to be here. It's, we're, we're very, very excited to have you on the show this evening. So we came across you, uh, your content on Instagram, uh, and I think a very appropriate time when, uh, when we could definitely use like some, uh, some laughter, some just, uh, <laughs> just wild stuff, right? And I think so like yeah. your Instagram, and we'll definitely have links to uh, your Instagram and your podcast in the YouTube description. Um, your, your Instagram out of context, Mercedes Benz technician reels are truly a gift to, uh, video content <laughs> and humanity. They're well, so, so great. Yeah. 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 I get, I, that is a common message that I get. And every single time I get it, it's just, it just makes my day like all, all the messages that I get like that. So just hearing it again is just fantastic because, um, it makes me excited to make more every time I hear that. So, yeah. 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 And for anyone who is not familiar, I would describe it as like just rolled into the shop was produced by Tim and Eric. Um, <laughs> what, how would, how would you describe uh, your, your voice on in this sort of space? Uh, I don't know. Cause Hmm. I never really thought about it that way. I just, because to me, like, I just make content just because I want to. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not a thing where I decided to start making videos to chase clout or to get attention or anything like that. I've been making dumb videos since 2012. Mm-hmm. It's just this is the first time something's taken off. So, but yeah, it's it, this is something that I just like to do. It's like a creative outlet for me. And the fact that other people like it, too, is a huge plus. So, yeah. It's it's very apparent that like this is just like that you are completely enjoying yourself when when making these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Those all the best things are like that though. All the best things are I find this very, very fun. I could give two shits if anybody else does. Right. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. It's always how the best stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, obviously this is birthed like uh out of your sense of humor dovetailing with like daily life of being a mercedes-benz tech uh would you give us a little bit of background about uh your uh your kind of progress to a a mercedes-benz technician so um i didn't even decide to start working on cars until 2017 okay um before that i was like a sales associate at big box stores working at target stuff like that um i worked on uh well, I didn't work on, but I sold motorcycles for about six months. So I was a motorcycle salesman for six months in 2016. And that's what started my uh, motorcycle reviews on my YouTube channel, which is at Serrated Mobius. If you guys want to go check that out, shameless plug immediately. Um, yeah, I, I use the same name for everything. I've used that same name since 07. But um, I digress. Going back to where I was working, I was a... Um, Motorcycle salesman on YouTube there. Yeah, there's a bunch of my motorcycle reviews right there. My most popular one was uh, my own motorcycle, my 2011 S1000 RR review, which is my logo right here that you can see. Yeah. Um, 
over six years that has 145 views, which I thought was a lot on YouTube at the time. And, um, but yeah, it wasn't until 2017 where I was like, okay, what am I doing with my life? What do I like? I'm not going to be able to be a salesperson forever. You know what I mean? Because one, I didn't like walking up to random people and just starting to talk to them. It just wasn't my personality because mm-hmm. I could tell that they wanted to be left alone. And I'm like, I feel you, but eh. um, yeah. so I was like, I was a huge motorsports fan, still am huge motorsports fan. So I was like, I have found out about NASCAR tech in Mooresville, North Carolina. I'm going to go apply. I'm going to go to that school and see if I can get into racing. Um, so that was my main goal in 2017. I started in 2018, uh, went to, uh, NASCAR tech to do the automotive and NASCAR program. So I did like pit crew fabrication, chassis applications, learned how to work on the, um, roll cages on the, or the roll cage chassis for the NASCAR stock cars, at least the old generations. And while I was there, I was also working at GoPro Motorplex uh, in Mooresville, North Carolina, which is this big outdoor go-karting track. And uh, that brought me into the world of motorsports just a little bit because a lot of the paid professionals use that place to practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I was there, that made me realize maybe motorsports isn't my thing. It was a completely different world that i thought it was would be um and if you don't have like a really good personal friend in motorsports to get you in it's going to be extremely hard if you don't know anybody and that's one of the main things that nascar tech said is it's more who you know than what you know okay to try and get in uh so hearing that i was like okay need to find something a little bit more need to find something with a little bit more job security. Um, so I had the grades to get into motorsports. You had to be like top level. So I had uh, tons of SOCs, which are student of the courses. So you had the best uh, grade in the class at the end. Um, four point, uh, yeah, 4.0 GPA. And I wanted to see what I could do with that. And then we went to a uh, assembly at the school where the person was presenting what they call MSATs, which are manufacturer-paid training programs, basically. And uh, there are certain brands that have certain ones, like BMW has one, Porsche has one, but Mercedes also has one. It's called the Mercedes-Benz Drive Program. And what that is is a four-month-long training program where you, you go to a training facility for four months to specifically learn on Mercedes-Benz vehicles. And that interested me because, again, of my motorsports background, we went to the, uh, me, my mom, and my sister went to the 2013 Formula One Grand Prix in Texas. Oh, Oh, awesome. Nice. And while I was there, that's when I saw the uh, safety car for the first time in real life. And Mm -hmm. at that time in 2013, it was a uh, brand new 2013 SLS AMG. And that has the M159 6.2 liter V8 in it. Sounds like an absolute monster. And in real life, hearing that in real life for the first time, that blew me away. Yeah. Yeah. So going into the drive program, I remembered that and I was like, I want to work on these cars. 
I want to work on a car that sounds like that. And uh, so in 2019, I got accepted into the drive program because of my grades, passed the drive program. And at the end of 2019, I started working on Mercedes-Benz. Nice. And that is long-winded story aside, TLDR, that's how I became a Mercedes-Benz tech. <laughs> that's amazing. I like that Like it was inspired. Like You had like a car puberty with the, like, the safety car. Right. Pretty like, much. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was the neuron activation moment for me. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that is a rad ass safety car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. OK. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I have a huge affinity for long nose sports cars, which is sure. also why I really like the AMG GT, which is the spiritual successor to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 It's amazing. You're also a fellow old man sedan enthusiast like I am. You yes, have an E-class. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I have a 2013 W212 E350 sedan with a naturally yeah. aspirated 3.5 liter V6. Yeah. Four door steel suspension. It, it's just, yeah, there it is right there. So right. it's the pre facelift. That right there is the facelift version that you saw before. Yeah, There's there the go. pre-facelift. Yeah. And Which that's the exact model better. that I have too. That's exactly what it looks like. So it's got the luxury suspension. It's got the ride heights a little bit higher. It's got the S-class grille, the hood ornament, the uh, double headlights on each side. Yeah. Um, Old man spec. Yes. 100% the best car I've ever owned. Nice. Nice. Granted, I've only owned three cars, but <laughs> this is still the best one. Yeah. I probably will ever own unless like, something happens that allows me to get something more expensive. So yeah. How did you come across this? So, um, while I was working at my first dealer that I was, that I, uh, started at, um, I took the opportunity to use test drives, which you're supposed to test drive every single car you work on to make sure that one, you know, what's wrong with the car before you bring it in. And two, Mm -hmm. you do a post test drive to make sure that your repair worked to make sure that everything is okay but i took those opportunities to basically just see how the entire mercedes lineup drives um i love the c-class the c-class four-door sedan 100 is my favorite sedan out of the mercedes lineup but it is small it is very small so for me who needs a lot of storage space for one and two drives all my friends around i'm constantly the designated driver just because i enjoy driving so much um i needed the size up s class would have been too big and too complicated to work on yeah uh because you got the air suspension turbocharged engine just extra stuff to go wrong uh and actually the e class of this generation has a bigger trunk than the s class oh okay okay because all of the room for the s class is in the rear passenger seats that makes sense ah, for comfort. Okay. Push so as back. far as go ahead. Oh, I was just saying they pushed them all back. You can only get two yes. things of golf clubs in there instead of four. <laughs> exactly. Right. But as far as regular commuter and grocery getter and general car, that is uh, the perfect car for me to allow me to one, be able to own a Mercedes and two, uh, get massive employee discounts and free labor to work on the car. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's is the reason I have a Mercedes. <laughs> hey, because no. otherwise I can't afford it. 
Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, that's a hell of a perk. So yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't blame you for that. Right? But yeah, yeah. No, we we found mine um, in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina, actually. Okay. And uh, I got it on sale before the used car market boom took off in 2021. Nice for thirteen nine. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah the sticker great. price. Sticker price. The sticker was still in the trunk. Sticker price was fifty eight thousand when it was new. Nice. Man, that's some crazy depreciation. Right? Yeah. That's I always crazy. said that Mercedes-Benz depreciate faster than a 40-ton brick falling at 40,000 feet. <laughs> it's true. It's it's true. Well, especially the like not these non-AMG models, you know, like you yeah. know because mm-hmm. nobody the you know, your average uh, Mercedes owner wants the new one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Plus the fact that a used Mercedes is one whole a used Mercedes is 100% going to cost as much or more in maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I did the calculations for everything that I've done on this thing so far, parts and labor included. I bought this thing for thirteen nine. If I wasn't a Mercedes tech, I would have already spent over $15,000 in services and maintenance <laughs> on this thing. So, yeah, there, that part oh of owning a God. used Benz is 100% true. Sure. Uh, but because I'm a Mercedes tech, I've only spent $4,500 on this thing. That's not bad. I mean, no. for, for a luxury sedan, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I have a Lexus LS460 from 2008. My Ooh. costs are a little lower, but mm-hmm. I mean, you know, still like. It's know, still nice. That's still a nice car. Yeah. But I'm going to have to do rear suspension at some point and that and yeah. control mm-hmm. arms and stuff. But yeah, that's, that is great that you get the perk of, of. Mm-hmm. being able to work on it like having the entire mercedes support structure just at your disposal and not having to be on like forums yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah yeah i have access to all of the knowledge of my coworkers. all i have to do is write up an ro uh at the dealer that i work at and i can bring it in no problem so that's so great yeah i mean that's that's worth it just for i mean we've i think everyone who's owned a a nicer car and has the first experience of like tearing it all apart and working on it themselves. And then realizing that there's some like specific tool they need that is yes. right. Like mm-hmm. that drives everybody fucking crazy when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have that a- antidote to that for sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so we, this is a, a good kind of lead in to a game that we're going to play, but, Oh boy. I have I have a question about stereotypes. So working okay. at a Mercedes dealership, I'm wondering because Mercedes is has like a really good sort of spread of of like stereotypical owners, right? Like the stereotypical S class owner is very different than like the stereotypical mm-hmm. like CLA owner or the right right or like one of the SUVs, right? Or and like the G class owner is like its whole a whole other thing. So. Could you, do you think at this point, like just walking through the service department and seeing people on the couch or whatever, like, can you match them to the car? Like, have you gotten to that point or, or do they not live their stereotypes as much as I imagine they do? It's not really the way that the owners look. Mm -hmm. It's more often than not their driving style. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. So, okay. Oh, so the types of okay, so I would let me fill the blank for you. So like yeah. so you mean like certain ones you'll see like like control arms will be 
fucked up because they're jumping oh, train tracks. Okay. Ninety. I would say ninety percent of CLA owners have bottomed out the front end of their vehicles. <laughs> okay. Because um, okay. almost every single CLA or GLA that I see, the front subframe is shifted back at one point. Oh wow. Okay. And the aluminum like front frame has been bent on the bottom somehow okay um so that is a common theme with uh cla owners yeah okay yeah that car right there uh it is a front engine front wheel. of course it's front engine but it's a (laughs) it's a (laughs) front wheel drive transverse inline four uh some of them are formatic but for some reason the owner of these car the owners of these cars will run over curbs with the entire front end of the vehicle. It's not even you it's not even like the rim will get curb rash accidentally. It's just the whole front end yeah. will eat a curb <laughs> and then we'll bring it into the shop. You'll take off the bottom uh uh belly pan or the uh it's not really the belly pan. It's more a splash guard. Mm-hmm. Like you have to take off the splash guard to get the uh oil out and that splash guard will have chunks of concrete with one part of it covered in yellow because so you know it was like a speed bump or something right yeah that is a a legitimate employee yeah (laughs) that is a legitimate thing that has happened before uh in the shop to me like i i worked on one of these cars i did an alignment on it and i was like okay it's driving straight if the steering wheel was off even by a degree i would put it back on the alignment rack i don't send out cars that aren't driving straight a week later the same car comes back with the owner saying my steering wheel is off center i'm like okay i wouldn't have sent it out without it like it was completely straight when i sent it out Uh, i go test drive it and all of a sudden the steering wheel is to the right like seven degrees i'm like there's no way i would have sent it out that bad um turns out he hit something so hard that again the concrete was collected in the belly pan and also he bent the actual frame that required legitimate body work oh wow like like that was there, that was something that i couldn't fix i don't have the tools to do any kind of body work so we were like we need to send this car to a body shop oh, like wow. bad yeah so yeah yeah i wonder seal on that huh? i wonder what the deal is with that i wonder if it's just and I, this is me just this is just conjecture but like um I wonder if this is a weird car in that it gets sort of cross shopped with with SUVs more than other sedans do. Oh, maybe. You know what I mean? Like it it is the entry level Mercedes. Other than the A class, this is right. the entry level. So it's like forty to fifty thousand dollars. Um it's either you could get a completely optioned out Civic, uh Civic Type R, Civic SI, whatever you want, or you can get a Mercedes. And that's, that's usually the kind of, um, price range that people are looking at for this thing. Um, but I mean, the, I mean, it drives nice as long as, you know, it hasn't been, as long as it hasn't eaten a curb. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dukes of hazard across a parking lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay. So, okay. So that's the CLA the CLA gets driven over curbs. Uh, another, another stereotype is, uh, SL owners will drop any amount of money at like the tip of a hat, no matter okay. what to fix their car. 
SLS owners. Well, that's the new SLS. Um, there's one of the old ones. Yeah. Um, SLS owners are some of the most passionate Mercedes Benz owners. That makes sense. Um, yeah, they, they love their cars a hundred percent. Doesn't matter how much is wrong with them. They want it fixed. And now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, nothing to say about their driving style with this one. All of them have been okay. Um, like suspension wise and wheel wise, like they take care of their cars when they can. Um, which is why they drop money at the tip of a hat for it. Um, but, uh, yeah, SL owners are extremely passionate. That's what they share in common. That makes that completely checks out because that would be my stereotype of them too. Like they, they would be on the more anal side of things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like they have grandfather's car (laughs) and it's now their obligation Mm -hmm. to keep it in tip top shape. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Or this is the retirement. This is the retirement toy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The last car. I will say the the new SL65, which is the uh, middle picture right there on yeah. the screen, mm-hmm. the top middle. Yeah, there you go. That is a nice car. <laughs> uh, the suspension geometry and everything that they've used for all of the parts underneath are is something that I don't see on any other Mercedes Benz. Like this is completely there's there's very few parts that this car shares with another Benz. Oh, um, it's got hydraulic suspension, um, like electro hydraulic suspension. Uh, it comes when you get, when you do a PDI on one of these cars, it doesn't say anywhere, but you have to know that there are suspension spacers that you have to take off. So, and PDI means pre-delivery inspection, right? Yes. Pre-delivery inspection. So I did a PDI on an SL 65 about six no five months ago um and i didn't know about the spacers mm-hmm. so um i did the pei on it uh the dealership took it put it in the showroom and then uh, i went home about i want to say three days after i did the pdi and i looked on a facebook page that i belong to for mercedes-benz technicians and uh, it had a post where it was like, make sure that your techs know about the SL65's uh, strut spacers. <laughs> and I was like, wait, huh? The what now? <laughs> yeah. So I went into the uh, uh, shop or went into the sales floor the next day and I was like, hey, I need to bring this back into my bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, uh, what's wrong? Um, I'll let you know once I get them. And <laughs> what they look like is, I don't know if there's a picture of them on the yeah, internet. Yeah, let's see but, if we can find them, yeah. Um, the strut spacers are yellow, and they have like this long string just about. It kind of looks, yeah, it, it, yeah, none of those. Yeah. Um, but it kind of looks like a, I wouldn't say a low poly flower, but it looks kind of like a flower from far away. Huh. So if you okay. put... Each strut has three of them. If you put uh, all fucking 12 of them together and put a zip tie around the strings, it looks like a bouquet of flowers. Huh, okay. So I took them all off of the car, fashioned them up like a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> and presented them to the sales floor manager as apology to uh, bringing it back out and like uh, inconveniencing their day. I mean, at least no. at least they didn't take anyone for a test drive with the men, right? Like, yeah, uh, no, I took the test drive with the men. I'm like, wow, this is really <laughs> stiff. 
not thinking anything of it. <laughs> Sport That's mode. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, this thing handles good. (laughs) (laughs) It it has a spring rate of infinity. Yeah, it is literally a go-kart at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But yeah, no, I took him out and retest drove it to make sure it was okay, and it was fine. Okay. So... What the what about G wagon owners? Because those those you know the internet's favorite punching bag, right? Like what what is the G wagon? uh, I don't really. I don't really know. Um, I think the big thing is it's like owned by a person who would never take it off road anyway. Right. Like they would just like the big stereotype is like someone who would go to Starbucks and then Target. And then go back home in a G wagon. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't know personally. I haven't. I don't have a big G wagon like thing. Every single one that I work on is super clean. Mm, like okay. none of them are um, destroyed in the inside in any way. Even the old ones. The old ones are like super nice still. So again, uh-huh. probably another passionate owner group. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. I will say I do like the newer G wagons more than the older ones, because uh, d- would you uh, know yeah. why? Why is uh, that the difference between the 2019 and newer and the 2018 and older is legitimately because the front end has a steering rack and independent front suspension now. Oh, oh, right, because it was like a solid axle before, right? Yes, it was a solid axle and a steering box, and it drove like a ship, but worse. Right, that quote from a magazine. I don't know which one, but <laughs> probably Car and Driver or something. But um, yeah. yeah, no, the new ones have a steering rack and independent front suspension, and it actually drives like a regular Benz now. Wow! Nice. So it's not going to be as strong in the front end if you want to take it off road uh, as the steering box and solid front axle, but mm-hmm. it still does off road stuff really well. So. It has a name to live up to, right? Yes. Yeah. They've been using the same... Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, They've been using the same um, door latches for since the 30s. So it just has little electronic sensor devices in them now. I love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The part number is like (laughs) 000003. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much like mr burns serial or uh social security <laughs> number yeah. Yeah. yeah um so what what rolls in that like you're excited to work on and then is there an inverse to that like is there something that like you're just never really too stoked to oh, work yeah on? yeah 100 percent. anytime i get a four-door uh 204 c300 okay or any kind of 204 c class um specifically the four-door um, I love working on those cars. I, I almost like, bought one of those. Yeah. When yeah. I was, I, I had an infinity before and this was what I was okay, cross shopping yeah. it with. Yeah. The driving dynamics of this car are super balanced. Like it's, it handles extremely well on the road. Um, and these, for some reason, I feel like they handle better than the coupes, the coupes. Okay. Um, the two door C classes on the two Oh four are, um, chassis. For some reason, they feel really tail heavy, especially in the AMG kind of uh, side of things, which I mean, if you want to have a drift missile, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but um, I prefer a more balanced driving style, and I love the way that the, uh, the 204 
chassis feels. So nice. this one, uh, two, uh, four-door, 204 C-Class. I love when I get to work on one of those. Another one is the AMG GT. Oh, I absolutely yeah. love being able to work on an AMG GT. Um, I've done tons of oil changes on them. I've done transmission services on them. I've replaced the rear camera on one of them, which requires the removal of the entire rear bumper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I, I have a snap of this where it's like in order to remove. Yeah, there it is right there. In yeah. order to remove that camera, you have to remove the bumper. In order to remove the bumper, you have to remove the rear tail lamp. In order to remove the passenger <laughs> rear tail lamp, you have to remove the subwoofer. In order to remove <laughs> the subwoofer, you have to remove the trim off the roof. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, wow. it's quite extensive. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> However, once I'm done with the job, I get to test drive it. Right. Right. There is that. So, that makes it, to me, that makes it worth it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, when it comes to like that kind of like those kind of like deeper repairs where you're going like several like onion layers deep, how do you feel about like Mercedes build quality when it comes to like the plastic components, the stuff that like you know like like the bumper, you know, right. how the it's infernal fixed, like, plastic clips, yeah, yeah like the harness set connectors, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, um, as long as it's newer than ten years old, okay. perfectly fine. Okay. Anytime you're working on something that's older than a decade, uh, that's when it starts to get brittle. That's mm-hmm. when you start to have to really be careful because right. any any kind of wrong pressure somewhere and it's just shattering. Right. So yeah. especially if it's an air in an area where there's a lot of heat, like the engine bay or the dashboard or uh, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, on a new car, uh, fantastic. Like everything, it takes a little bit of convincing to pop off. Uh, yeah. But once it's off um, and it's not broken, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it'll usually my favorite part about it going back together is one, it clicks into place with a really satisfying click. And two, if it doesn't go on easy, it's not on correctly. Right. 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 Um, yeah. It It's a weird like, um, I don't know, like not muscle memory, but like a weird like mechanical sensitivity that's necessary for like a lot of that stuff where like I always equate mm-hmm. it to like snapping a PCI card like a graphics card into a motherboard. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's like there's pressure and then there's something is wrong pressure. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. You, if you do it enough you'll know. Yeah. You'll like okay if I push this any harder it's going to snap. There's got to right. be a different way to do this. Right? So yeah. Um, if you work on these cars enough you'll get that kind of thing. Um, like my least favorite of those plastic plugs is like, I don't know what it's called, but it's for like the crankcase ventilation system in the engine. Okay. There's this like plastic clip that you have to press on both sides and it requires a ungodly amount of pressure that my hands aren't strong enough for. Um, let's see. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not any of them coming up, but yeah. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a style of clip that you have to push on both sides. And the theory behind it is if you push down on the areas that you, you look at and you're like, okay, I need to push down those. It, it should move apart the parts that are clipping onto each other, but it doesn't. <laughs> and I've learned that if you try to use... Uh, 
pliers to clamp those together, it'll break before it lets go. So right. what I've learned uh, to do with those is kind of very carefully pry the uh, parts that are clipping on to each other off one at a time, one side at a time. And that usually gets them off uh, without any kind of damage. So once I get it past that clip, like where it goes over each other, once I get it past that point, then it just slides right off. Nice. So, but yeah, it's a, there's, there's a lot of like little nuances that you have to learn in order to make sure that you don't like damage anything like that. Speaking of that's a centrifuge cover. Speaking of centrifuge covers, I need to replace mine in my E class. (laughs) The centrifuge itself is probably starting to get clogged and I'm having some crankcase ventilation issues to the point where if I floor it, my um, dipstick is sticking up out of the dipstick tube. Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so a little, little too much positive pressure. Okay. Yeah, a little bit too much. It's actually starting to push oil out of the rear main seal. So uh, I need to get uh, that sorted out really, really fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, my first paycheck at the new dealer that I'm at comes in on the 10th of next month. So I'm waiting for that. Right on. Nice. 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 Um, so let's, I, I mean, we have a bunch of other stuff we can talk about. We could talk about oh, absolutely. one. We could talk about your flag time podcast. Definitely want to talk about that. Um, I'm, I'm down to talk about everything. So. Yeah. So how did flag time come about? So for anybody who doesn't know, you have a podcast of your own. Yes. It's great. I've listened to a few episodes it's called the flag time podcast. So um, flag time is hosted by me, uh, another Instagram user by the name of Stirworks, and another by the name of pixie 2.3. Uh, <laughs> okay. We got together after um, people started to tag each other, tag each of us in each other's um, Instagram reels. Because what had happened is I started posting mine in March of 2022 or 2021, excuse me. Um, and it kind of spawned its own genre. Um. I don't claim to have started this genre because I don't believe that I'm the first one to do this kind of thing, honestly. But everybody's like Mercedes, uh, excuse me. Yeah, Mercedes Benz technician, uh, Serrated Mobius is the OG for this kind of thing. Um, that's what it has been claimed. But uh, Pixie uh, started to do his own version and his kind of took off. He's got 16,000 followers now. Uh, Stirworks, uh, also does his own version, but I don't, from what it looks like, he didn't know of me when he started his. So it was mm-hmm. kind of a um, happenstance kind of thing. Yeah. But he's his is also taken off. He does ADHD mechanic compilations. Yes. Um, which are extremely funny. <laughs> yeah, they are fantastic. Um, and he's got almost, I want to say, 70,000 followers now. That's but awesome. Pix, Pixie got us both, me and Stirworks, into a group chat. Our group chat is called the Council of Head-Ass Mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we were just using that group chat on Instagram to like share memes and shit talk and basically just chat about how each other's uh, Instagram pages are doing because we're all new to this. We're all new to this influencer thing. right? Um, so we started talking and I was working on a service at work 
just doty doing along and all of a sudden an idea popped into my head because i've been thinking about how us three could collaborate in some way and immediately i was like fuck we could do a podcast shit like (laughs) with uh the chemistry that we had in the group chat it almost seemed like it would have been stupid to not do it Mm -hmm. yeah so uh i organized um our first recording session um I want to say back at the end of February and uh, recorded the first episode. So I record a discord session with us talking and then save the recording, edit it in Sony Vegas, post it on RSS and RSS distribute distributes it out. Excuse me to everywhere that uh, we can do it on. And um, yeah, no, the first episode was so well well received that we were number 15 on the u.s automotive podcast charts that's awesome that is amazing we've we've dropped since then we're down below 100 but (laughs) (laughs) we do have yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) we do have a group of weekly listeners that this is this is who we make this show for is people who would listen so but no um if you look at the logo right there, it says sponsored by Blue Shift Co. Blue Shift Co. is my sister's Etsy page. Yes. <laughs> and she drew, one, my logo here on the uh, group chat thing. And two, mm-hmm. she drew the flag time logo. Nice. Yeah, yeah you might have to type in like Etsy okay. for that one. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll, put a li- we'll put a link in the YouTube description yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, type in in the search bar. Type in serrated Mobius speech. That'll that'll make yeah. it come up. Yeah. So tell us how speech came about. So speech. Um, when I first started working on these cars, I noticed that the um, oil filter for the majority of the. Uh, yeah, it'll be in my link tree. Um, the oil filter for the majority of the turbocharged inline four engines on Mercedes have three different size O rings. So you got a big one, a slightly smaller one. Yeah, there you go. There's there's yeah. the background. <laughs> <laughs> so those three circles are literally three O-rings for the turbocharged inline four engines. <laughs> <laughs> and when I took them out of the box one day and put them on my desk, they fell in that pattern. And I was like, oh, that looks adorable. I'm going to put a little body and a mouth on it and... So the name Speej is a cross between the words speed and squidge because O-rings are squidgy. Right. Okay. okay. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's my little character. Um, I made him in like the end of 2020 going into 2021 and I would have him, he's a mute, chaotic, <laughs> a slightly chaotic um, cryptid as I like to call him. So he doesn't say a word. His facial expression never changes, um, but he's constantly getting in small, subtle, not life-threatening chaos. Right. He, is, he, is he the one who's responsible for the missing 10 millimeter? <laughs> could be. Could be. Um, he uh, celebrates um, New Year's Eve at 10 a.m. <laughs> the day before. Um <laughs> he'll find candy on the ground and eat it like that kind of thing (laughs) okay nice nice gonna have to order some speech stickers yeah yes hilarious i love that right yeah i actually have something sort of similar so i uh was 
on a work call at my desk and uh, was just like dicking around. And I have, I happen to have like an open end wrench. Let me see if I can cover up the work related <laughs> stuff. And I like traced the open end of the wrench on my, in my notebook. And then my eight year old came behind me and created a little character out of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. cool. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that Same sort of thing. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. So, so I, so I had a question. So you, you sort of like started this whole journey with like a motorsports focus. Uh-huh. Um, where, how, what opportunities have you had to get into motorsports? Like since, since you started down this road, like I know you did a, a champ car race. Have you, have you done anything else like that? Um, the champ car race. Yeah, that was, that was really fun. Um, I got to do that with my buddy that I met while working at GoPro. Uh, his name is David Levine. He invited me out. And what's really, really cool about that trip that I'll always remember is that the guy, one of the guys that was on our team driving with us was um, NASCAR driver Colin Garrett. Oh, wow. Okay. So Yeah, he was in the uh, uh, truck series and Xfinity series. So I got to, I got to race in the same car with an actual NASCAR driver. That That's was, really that was, cool. that was the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, what were you driving? I don't remember what year, um, but it was a 1980s. I want to say 86 or 87. Um, BMW four series. I don't three, three or four series. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but it was the four door eighties BMW sedan. Yeah. An E30. Um, yeah. Something some like sort, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, big boxy thing. Yeah. A little Those bit tail happy entering corners. So that, nice. that was, that was enough. That was a big pucker factor in during the race. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did that, uh, while I was working at GoPro, while I was at school, I had somebody who worked at Hendrick Motorsports offer me a position to work on the shock absorbers for the cars. But I had already did I had already did. Excuse me. <laughs> I had already decided there we go uh, to go the Mercedes route for that nice. kind of thing. And I didn't want to mess that up. Sure. Um, but since then, since getting famous on Instagram, I've had a bunch of, um, people who work in the pit crew of the GT racer GT race cars, the AMG GT oh, race cars. Yeah. Um, they've always said like, dude, it wouldn't hurt to try and, you know, pursue this kind of thing. Like you yeah. already have experience working on Mercedes, like trying to apply wouldn't be too hard for you. Um, yeah. So get hooked up with like an IMSA team basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a hundred percent possible for me. As I have been told, but I just have to, it has to line up with what I'm doing in my life. So, sure. Yeah, that'd be rad as hell. I, yeah, so, I, I, I race in, I race in Champ Car too. And I, I, okay, yeah. I love that stuff. Like, it's, it's so much fun. Did you guys have to do like any wrenching over the, the weekend or oh, anything? Oh, yeah. Like that? No. Um, at the beginning of the race, this was a race at VIR in 2020. So August of 2020 VIR 24 hour. Um, the car immediately had an issue five laps in. Okay. Um, Welcome to to motorsports. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but we ended up replacing some part. I don't, I don't, like I said, it's been so long that I don't remember, but, um, uh, we ended up being able to go back out. Um, and 
at the end of the 24 hours, we made it back up to the top third of the field. That's great. Nice. No. The yeah. fact that we finished, I, I take the finish as a win. Absolutely. Well, it, was a, it, was, yes. it was a true 24 hour? Yeah, it was a true 24 hour. Oh, wow. That's um, a crazy thing to do for your first race. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing about that. I w- went out on my first stint. Um, I want to say we started at somewhere, I think noon. We started at noon. Mm-hmm. And uh, four o'clock was my first stint. So I went out. I don't know if there was another car out on track or it was the car we were driving because all of the drivers had this complaint, but I started to get extremely lightheaded about 14 laps in. Oh. Yeah. Um, So a combination of the S's at VIR and whatever fumes I was breathing in, um, I was about to throw up in the car. Uh, So I... Uh, radioed in. So yeah, turn seven, eight, and nine. That section was really fucking. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, uh, I radioed in saying like, yo, I'm about to fucking puke in this car and I don't want to mess up everything. So uh, they were like, all right, give us like three laps and you can come in and we'll do a driver change. Um. So at the end of that third lap, it was close. It was really close. I pulled in and um, I had to get helped out of the car because I didn't have the strength to get out. So one, Ooh. I was out. Of, I was way more out of shape than I thought I was uh, to do that kind of thing. It's physical. Um, it's yeah. very physical. And uh, two, the the fumes of either our car or another car just got to me and I couldn't continue on. Um, also, the prospect of driving VIR at night for my first race was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. going to 100% be in an accident if I was out there at night. Yeah. So um, it is crazy. With- like, I, so I've done a 24 hour, but it's, it was out here. I've never driven VIR, but I understand mm-hmm. it's a pretty fast, intense track. Very um, fast and no lights. No. Right. And that's how, that's how this place is too that I did it. Yeah. It was like a, in the middle of nowhere. Um, yeah, doing your first stint ever in a race car at night is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. yeah. And wow. four o'clock is tough too, because I, I don't know what time of year this was, but like, it's, you know, it was when the sun gets, oh, well, yeah. So you, you still had some daylight left at least. Yeah. yeah. The sun getting low, the dusk and dawn times are honestly also really tough because you can get, yeah. you know, blinded and then. You know, shadows start playing with you, and it gets weird. A hundred percent. And there was some really cool nuances that I learned from this whole experience. It was a uh, one. I had only driven a car with an H H pattern shifter maybe three times before this. Oh wow! So um, to prevent any like mess ups that I could have done, about six months before the race, I bought an H pattern shifter for my iRacing rig. There you go. Yeah. And I'm glad I did because the first 24 hours of me practicing um, at VIR on this thing, I money shifted from like third to second trying to upshift so many times. So I'm glad I got that out of my system before I went in the actual car. Yeah. Yeah. And destroyed a transmission and engine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the race car. I'm back. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I mean, Uh, it's other things like you just have other things to think about. 
Like yes. you've got lots mm-hmm. of other things to think about. So if you can, I had, that's what I always tell people when they're like, oh, does sim racing help? It's like, well, anything you can do ahead of time to minimize the number of things you have to think about when you're yeah. on track is a good idea. Yeah, no, it, it allowed me to get that muscle memory down. Yeah. So I didn't have to constantly like, okay, I need to go from second to third. Oh my God, there's a Mustang next to me. Like that <laughs> right. kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that yeah. was the other thing too. Um, my racing rig is VR, so I've got oh, an okay. Oculus Rift uh, okay. that I use, so I can have depth perception. That's the biggest thing for me. Mm-hmm. I, I could never go back to like sim racing on a screen because I can't get rid of the depth perception now. Yeah, um, I've been spoiled. But going from the uh, racing rig to real life, I was like, that BMW didn't have a huge amount of acceleration but if i had a motion platform on my racing rig it would have been one-to-one okay that's it that's what it felt like except for like you know the heavy uh turning g-forces like just accelerating and going through the like slow corners would have felt exactly the same to me i think um and then uh one of the interesting things that happened during my stint um, I tried to stay on the inside because there was a lot of faster cars uh, going through. I tried to stay... Well, it was the outside of turn one going to the inside of turn two. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, into... Yeah. yeah. So I was on the outside of one letting a car pass. So I was on the outside of two going into the inside of three. And while I was on the inside of three letting a car pass, this Mustang just locked up his brakes. And just went right off into the grass. And uh, I heard it happen. I looked over, saw him go off into the grass. And I was like, I didn't do that. That was me. <laughs> yeah. Clean. That's, clean. That's always a really fun thing was when you hear that telltale like, wah, 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 like of somebody with locked brakes around you someplace. You're like, where, where, where? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it was a, an amazing experience. And uh, I do not regret um doing it it was absolutely fantastic that's really yeah. cool that's really cool yeah those those races are so much fun i love it so much mm-hmm. yeah um like i my my dream is to be a professional racing driver and it still is like mm-hmm. i don't care what i'm doing in my life i always will at the drop of a hat be like hey you want to drive a race car yes <laughs> yeah so that's awesome man that's yeah. awesome yeah um the any interest in like you're obviously a motorcycle enthusiast, right? Yes. With your BMW, any interest in taking that, like like doing track days, stuff like that, with the motorcycle? I would love to do a track day on the motorcycle. The only thing that's stopping me is um, leathers are expensive. I don't have a good set of modern leathers, and two, I don't really want to drop my motorcycle mm-hmm. uh, because yeah. of the sentimental value that I have for it. Yeah. Um. I, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that don't know, but my um BMW S1000 used to be my dad's. Um. Okay. And he had uh he had two of the things, uh back in 2010 2011. So he was tracking one, and then he bought uh the second one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, it's a 2011, so it's the first gen. Okay. If you type in 2011 S1000RR, I think yeah. There you go. There's my yeah. video. It'll come up right there. Yeah. Um. Uh. But so that was the road going S1000 that my dad had. Uh. In 2011, it's about to get really uh deep 
I guess. I don't know. I'm that's a, okay. a little, yeah. little bit of a tone shift, but um, no, my right. dad uh, passed away on the racetrack. Oh, I'm uh, sorry to hear that. On his track bike. He went into a corner at Bobber Motorsports Park at about 130 miles an hour and had a stroke. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was uh, there was no preventing that. Like, that was yeah. 100%. That was it. So, um, but after that happened, I was left with this. And at the time, in 2012, I was 19 years old. Like, a 600 scared me. Yeah, sure. I was like, yeah. what am I going to do with this thing? I just knew I wasn't going to sell it. It was always going to be mine. But the concept of writing it after that happened was like, yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt myself. And I don't I also don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Uh, but fast forward five years to 2015. And um, we took it to the place where my dad got it from, which is a dealership called Garcia Moto in North Carolina. And uh, we had it restored because it had been sitting for five years. So it had yeah. um, like the fuel lines had to be corroded. Um, there were a bunch of things that they had to work on to make sure that it would run right. And when we got it back, the um, service manager looked at me who my the service manager of that dealership was the guy who worked with my dad to get this thing. Um, service manager looked at me and said, son, you're going to have to either ride this or sell it because it's just not going to last sitting that right. much longer so that was the uh catalyst that i needed to start learning how to ride it and um i got my motorcycle endorsement from a msf course literally two months later nice. and uh and i started riding uh, this this is my first bike like wow. i i tried to ride a 600 back in 09 but it scared me so bad that i never got on it mm-hmm so in in 2016, I started riding on a uh, 2011 S1000RR. It had 1,500 miles on it when I first started riding it, and it has 23,000 on it now. Oh wow! wow. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I dailyed it for about three years. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's- those are super. I don't know that much about motorcycles, but I know these are super cool bikes, dude. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've never ever felt. At the time when I first started riding it, I never felt any kind of acceleration like that before. Yeah, bad. even on like roller coasters. Yeah, because at, at the time, it, this was the fastest bike you could buy, right? Like this was it. This was the um, fastest bike. I don't know about. Time. I think 2016 had faster bikes at least, but in 2011, yes, this was the That's fastest I mean. production when it came out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's your first bike. I mean, that's like somebody getting a. A Veyron for their first car. Essentially. <laughs> well, it, it did have riding modes, and that's what saved me a lot in oh, certain okay. situations. So um, the thing that allowed me to learn on this motorcycle was the fact that it had a rain mode. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so it has traction control, wheelie control, ABS, and rain mode restricts the horsepower even. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like it, you could say it neuters the bike, because it does like it makes the throttle response super forgiving uh, compared to the top level that it has like the top mode. But um, it turns it into a like nice docile little rocket. So, yeah, I mean, sure. if you get up in the higher revs, it'll fucking wheelie on you still and the wheelie mm-hmm. control will kick in. Um, but if you keep it in the lower revs, it's pretty tame. And that's what allowed me to um, learn how to ride on the thing. 
That's so, awesome. That's really cool. It, it, it requires self-control. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you need to have some self-control <laughs> to learn how to write on this thing. But, um, yeah, no, I every single when I started doing the motorcycle reviews, when I would take a different bike out for like a weekend, ride it, get an opinion of it, film it, all that kind of stuff, I would always look forward to going back on the S one thousand. Yeah, didn't matter what the bike was, even the ZH2 that I reviewed, which is one of my favorite motorcycles of all time. Ever since I rode that thing, that thing is bonkers. But I like my S1000. I, I just do, and it it's probably because of the sentimental value. But yeah, it's it handles so well and it fits so nice. You so. you have nerve endings for it at this point after twenty. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, miles, it's like right? it's like an extension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. That's, oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um what what do you say we we play a game? Would you like okay. would you like to play a game with us? I, I first of all, I have to call it the fact that you have an Aperture Laboratories uh, sticker on your motorcycle. Yes. I can love Portal <laughs> 1 and 2, the best video games ever made, so thank you. Mm-hmm. Um yes. yeah. Uh, but so it, this game is centered around vanity license plates, which I'm Ooh, sure okay. you you have seen. Do you have a history with vanity plates yourself? Have you ever had a car with a vanity plate or one? The one? the S1000 has a Spitfire vanity plate. It says Spitfire on the back because that's the name of the bike. Nice, nice, very mm-hmm. appropriate. Yeah, nice. Um, I, I do have a vanity plate to show you. Uh, okay. Ian, would you mind describing how the uh, the game works while I pull uh, this up? Yeah, so yeah. the game is going to be it's like Highlights Magazine. You're going to be matching. So we're going to give uh. you three cars with their license plates blacked out. Oh, uh, I see where this is going. Okay. And then we'll give you the text of the vanity plates, and you have to figure out which maniac uh, <laughs> has which license plate. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Before we start, before we show you the three cars, I do want to show you this vanity plate that one of our listeners, uh, Tara, sent in. Just because I know you'll get a different kick out of this than most other people. But here you go. It's a C three hundred with a vanity plate that says TSB. Yeah. Is that technical service bulletin? Is that what that says? I, I Is that like, what it means? I, I want think- to live in a world where yes, that is true. It could be just their initials. Who knows? But I choose to believe that they are yeah. in, in on the joke and that mm-hmm. it is technical service. Because there, there was a lot of TSBs for the C three hundred. So yeah, <laughs> right. Like as a Mercedes tech, I'm sure that would make your day. Should you happen yes. across it, right? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll get to the game here. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. License plate game. Here we go. This one's called Merc Madness, buddy. All right, Let's and see. we can. We'll talk through. Uh, we'll talk them through. We can zoom and enhance. And I haven't seen these either, so we're going to be playing together as a team. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. So up top <clears throat> we have a silver. This is a what is this? An E sixty three AMG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they got the little carbon fiber rear uh, lip wing on it, and we yes. have it in the middle. We have a white GLC three hundred. And then down at the bottom here, we have a very red uh, G-Wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Ian, do you want to read the license plates? Yeah. AMG1 or Amgon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Art Man. Mm-hmm. And Yo Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, 
Do we can zoom and enhance if you want okay. to take a look at any context clues. Um, but we're looking at the E63 now, and it's got the the uh, the Indy 500 right license plate, special license plate, and a carbon fiber. I would I would imagine that one's the AMG one, but I don't know if it has enough space for that with the with the IndyCar logo there. Mm, interesting. Okay. I, I, I will say as the creator of this one, all of the plates could fit on all of the uh Okay. All of the gotcha. Yep. So it is an option for any of them. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I, so are there any that, that jump out at you as like, oh I know I have a real good feeling about about I feel like the Yo Man is the um glc right there okay okay wait what is that it says what does that frame say the frame says something uh something something about your answer what was the question oh yeah yeah oh something is the answer what was the question yes there we go yep yep uh i feel like go ahead oh i was gonna say bonus points if you know what state this is from just from looking at it. Oh no, I can't tell. Is that Hawaii? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, it's Hawaii. They have the, this is how they do their uh expiration the tags over ah. on the side. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's I've never seen that before. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Okay, no context clues there. And this is downtown Denver, it looks like. Maybe Boulder. Yeah, and that's a G five fifty, so that's not the G sixty three. Right. Mm-hmm. Not so sure about the tread depth on these tires here. <laughs> why do I? Why do I feel like the AMG one license plate is not going to be on the AMG? Why? Do, why does that? Why does that? Why do I feel that? Um, because this is what happens. You get in your head. You start noodling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's course, what happens. Of course, AMG owners that actually have AMGs, they're gonna want to put AMG on everything. So, <laughs> I guess final answer for that one, AMG one's going to go to the on the E sixty three. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, I think, Man, go ahead. I was just gonna say I think these other two are tough because I feel like you know just Hawaii in general is a vibe. Yeah. And also G wagon. You know, I don't know. That's that's tough. I think I think a lot depends on how you pronounce the yo in yo man. Like mm-hmm. if it's a real aggressive yo. Mm-hmm. Then I I'm, I would lean like towards, an East Coast yo yeah, yeah. I would lean towards G wagon right like that that sounds seems yeah. like something a G wagon owner would would say like leaning out their window in traffic mm-hmm. yo man right of course um, art man there might be some kind of really successful artist that got a lot of money on commissions and they're driving a G wagon so they're just like art man so. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel that one. That's a gut decision there. I'm gonna put Art Man on the G550, okay, and Yo Man on the GLC 300. Okay, I I think I agree because I think it's I think it's Yo Man is actually Yeoman. Yeah, and I think this is like a spiritual journey thing that's happening in Hawaii. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think you're right. I like your I like your picks. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, you're locked in. Let me give mm-hmm. you the answers. Boom. Three for three. Oh, snap. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Our buddy Eric up in Illinois sent us the a- AMG one or Amgon. Tara mm-hmm. that sent us the TSB one uh, sent us in Yo Man from Hawaii. And then nice. a completely unknown person that uh, sent us one fr- sent us the G-Wagon. I texted them back when they texted it to us and they did not respond. So I could not get their name. 
if this um, is if this is your picture that you took, please respond to my text <laughs> and let me know how to credit you on the show, please. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, if you have vanity plates that you want to send us, you can text them to 720-515-1391 and we'll put them in the hopper and put them on the show. Yeah. I'll send you guys a picture of Spitfire's vanity plate so you can use that in the future. That's nice. perfect. Yes. Thank you. I We have a few motorcycles in the hopper, so a motorcycle-themed mm-hmm. uh, vanity plate game would be fantastic. As long as yeah. they don't listen to this episode, they'll they'll know it 100%. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It'd be a good test, Steve. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 The Apex adjacent canon, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. Well done, both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Good work, team. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I liked your reasoning for the art man G-Wagon because nobody ever sells a bunch of art on commission and it's like, you know what I'm going to get? GLC 300. <laughs> yeah, no. Yep. A G-Wagon is definitely an uppity artist's car. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right yeah, on. That definitely, that definitely fits with a, a, the typical like Denver G-Wagon owner. So yeah. that, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Eric, this has been awesome. Uh, thank you for playing games with us and Hell talking yeah. to us about your your whole car journey. What should people do to find you, and where should they go, and what should they do? Well, if you don't already follow the Instagram page, go follow me at Serrated Mobius. It's a uh, it is a long name, and it it I made it in two thousand seven when I was in high school. So, um. It's it's spelled S-E-R-R-A-T-E-D-M-O-B-I-U-S for those of you who are just listening to the podcast. Um, so you can find me on Instagram there. I also use that name for everything else. So you can find me on YouTube. You can find me... Um, yeah, basically, YouTube... Uh, is, those are the two main ones that I use. I have uh, Serrated Mobius for like Xbox Live and other things like that. But... Um, those are the two main things that I'm posting on. Uh, my YouTube is uh, just where I've posted stuff for years now because mm-hmm. the uh, out-of-context Mercedes-Benz technician reels are not the first time I've ever made a like clip video style thing. So I've had a lot of practice, basically, with <laughs> this kind of thing. It's just that was the first thing that took off. Um, so you can see serrated mobius lore on my um youtube channel uh that's where you can find all the stuff that i've made so far including my passion project video project wingman is the game of my dreams i could go entirely into the lore of ace combat because that's where mobius comes from it's ace combat 4 oh, okay it's my right favorite on. game series of all time i could talk about that for another hour so <laughs> um but yeah that's uh, those are the two places that you can see me on go listen to as well add uh along with apex adjacent add flag time to your listening um uh repertoire yeah uh, flag time podcast me stare or excuse me me Stirworks and pixie 2.3 we talk about just random stuff mainly service automotive service related um as long as we can remember that topic <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's a we great suffer, show we suffer yeah. from that from time to time as well. Yeah. Yeah. All of these, like all of these podcasts, like that center around like automotive stuff, like always start with like, Oh, so, and so we're friends like the show, right? Like yeah. that's how mm-hmm. Ian and I started the show is Ian and Dave are friends, you know? And we mm-hmm. also like cars, right? 
Well, yeah. the hilarious thing about our show is we didn't know each other until after Instagram took off for all three of us. That's so, such a great way to like bring yeah. the three of you together. Yeah. 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 No, and it works. It works. The most yeah. the most modern of meat cutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely and, do all that stuff. And that's kind of why I like my following a lot is because it attracted since I'm being myself on Instagram, it attracted people who share my same sense of humor and like share what also makes me laugh and makes them laugh and all that kind of stuff. So almost every single one of my followers and I get along. It's, it's crazy. Um, yeah. And the fact that like very, like maybe 0.5% of my comments are negative. So it's, it's like, it's so cool to have all of this positive feedback and, have people who share the same sense of humor and all that kind of stuff just following me and seeing what I do. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. So, but it's cool that you're injecting this kind of stuff into like into social media, into this kind of stuff, because we could mm-hmm. all use something like this. And like, I mean, like I, I came across it. I, you know, it wasn't like COVID lockdown, but like, it was still like yeah. COVID lockdown stuff was still pretty fresh and raw you oh, know yeah. like mm-hmm. this kind of stuff hit with me like at a really crucial time and it like it's great to have this kind of stuff and, <laughs> and we really appreciate it yeah for sure yeah, well, th- thank you so much no no problem I really, I really appreciate that <laughs> yeah you got it man yeah yeah so yeah definitely flag time podcast we'll put links to all your stuff in the youtube description for sure yes follow serrated mobius my like my relative's Pennsylvania accent almost comes out every time I say that. Serrated Moby. <laughs> Moby. I want to go Mobius. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yes, follow Serrated Mobius on all of the things for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What else Thank you. Ian, what else we got? Well, if you if people enjoyed this nonsense, they should subscribe to us on YouTube. They should tell a friend about us. They should text us at 720-515-1391. You can also call us. We won't answer. But you can leave us a voicemail. Maybe we'll play it. <laughs> yep. And uh, but yeah, send us maniacs with vanity plates. And uh, also, just Eric, thank you again. Uh, this was great. Everybody yep. else, we love you. Thank you. Goodbye.